Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is guys and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast episode number 18. Oh, I've forgotten that on the spot. I think it's 18. And, and as you can see, if you're watching us on YouTube, hi guys. Uh, as ever, I am joined by Ryan up there in the northwest. How are you, Ryan? That is me. I'm very well. Welcome to my lovely abode. Bookshelf full of books that I've never read, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first time you've probably seen us. So, uh, yeah, that's Ryan and Alex over there. Are you still in Vermont? Yes, I am. I'm in a lovely apartment in Vermont. Uh, it is very bare, uh, <laughs> but it, it gets the job done. I, I can live here. <laughs> it's, it's good. Is it cold up there? I can imagine it's freezing it's this time of year. It's freezing. It's freezing. Yeah. It's actually, I love it. It's re- and it's very pretty. The leaves are turning really nice colors and. Cool. Yeah. So you're in you're in that like full it. that full season, aren't you? Oh yeah. Turn. See, we don't really get that here. Like I look out now and it's either the leaves were there last week, now they're gone. We've had one wow. storm that's blowing them all out. And, it's football uh, season, Dave. I mean, talking of which, do you want to talk about football this week, Dave, or are oh, you done? Um, look, <laughs> look, Ryan. <laughs> This was not discussed in the brief. Okay, let's do baseball. What, what football? What NFL season? I, I'm sorry, isn't I'm it? Sorry. Is there still game? Is there still games going on? Like, yeah, no, uh, Super Bowl already happened, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patriots yeah. did a great job. I'm, I'm fully on, I'm on soccer focus now. It's, forget <laughs> anything else. Um, so we're going to uh, discuss the Kapler firing and everything surrounding it, the press conference, the candidates, your thoughts and opinions on Twitter and Facebook. There's lots to get through. Uh, first of all, bit of admin. Ryan, exciting news. The new website is launching next week, Ryan. Certainly is. Uh, we will aim for Monday. We will launch on Monday. And so bear with us, guys. There may be a few teething issues. And if you have any, please do constructively tell us. You know, if you're having trouble logging in, there will be a, a way for you guys to become members. Listeners can join the site, comment, like. Um, blogs will be on there. Content will be dropping all the time. Alex will be contributing with his articles. I will be contributing. I'm sure that you will be contributing, Dave. And fans can contribute as well. So, you know, this is going to be a fun, exciting venture for us and a new way for us to get Phillies content to Phillies fans. Lovely, Ryan. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, As Ryan just said there, he's done a brilliant job on it as well. Uh, Ryan has put it all together for us. So I, personally, Ryan, I can't thank you enough, buddy. Um, it yeah, is experimental. Great. It is at the moment. So any any um, constructive criticism uh, is most welcome. <laughs> constructive uh, being the key. Yeah, good <laughs> constructive. I know how ruthless and savage you guys can get. So they're all coming for me now that you've told them that. Yeah, hey, yeah. Ooh. Ryan did it. Ryan did it all, by the way. No, don't come to me personally. <laughs> uh, so that's exciting, and of course, we're trying this YouTube venture again as well, and. Um, this is sort of an experiment as well. I'm going to mix this up with some images and graphics and text and try and put the podcast out as a visual show as well. So, um, again, bear with us slightly on this. Um, so, let's get to the, the core. 
After 10 days of deciding, the Phillies decided to sack Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler, after two seasons, 324 games in charge. He won 161, lost 163. Uh, Middleton said it took so long because he wanted to ask all the staff and all the players and everybody around the ball club uh, what their opinions was. Klentak wanted him to stay. Middleton had his mind up by June that he wanted Kapler gone. Uh, he was told that it's unprecedented to sack a manager during the year, which is why he held on till now. So, guys, what do we, what do we, what do you make of this? What do we? It's 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 odds. Ten days after Middleton had his mind made up by June, now he's waited ten days after the season. Is it out of respect for Gabe? Really? constructing everyone's opinions, really taking his time over this, or should this have been done straight after the season? Uh, Alex? <laughs> it's, it's hard to say what you should do. There's no real etiquette in this situation. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no written rule of when you should and when you shouldn't fire your manager. Um, it's, it's a real shame because, you know, there's always growing pains for, for anyone starting a new job. And, and Gabe was obviously a new, uh, a new manager, new to you know the whole managerial side of things. He he was in development before this, and you know, being the the face of the franchise can be, it has a lot of pressure to it. So, you know, I think whoever they choose as a replacement, uh, better do a good job because Cap was Cap was pretty good, despite. Public opinion and, and things like that. Uh, even Middleton said during the conference, he said that public opinion, public opinion was actually split on, on Cap when he talked to the people that he talked to. So, you know, Cap was thoughtful. Cap was, he, he took a lot of risks. Um, and ultimately, you know, 161 and 163 for a club that wasn't exactly ready to contend yet as of last year. Uh, obviously, this year was a little bit different, but that's... Not an awful record. This is what gets me as well. Everyone says there's so many holes in the club. There's so many holes to fill. We've been decimated by injuries. But that's not Kappa's fault, is it, really? No. uh, What I always always like to say about Cap is that he did the best he could with the cards he was dealt. Uh, And, you know, that's not in any way incriminating Matt Klintak because Andy McPhail said it himself. You know, if we don't, we don't. Uh, if if you go into you know the last half of the season with that kind of mindset, what are you going to get out of it? You know, you trade for Corey Dickerson, you trade for, you know, that, and that's basically it. That's your predominant mm. move of, of of midseason, and then you stand pat. And I mean, there are so many little upgrades that they could have made with with you know trading for Mike Leak, who was you know acquired for nothing, or or trading for. Aaron Sanchez, who also was packaged with Joe Biagini, who, you know, great bullpen arm. It, it's, it's the fact that they didn't want to squander any resources that they could use towards next year, towards years that they're not competing for the second wild card, which I understand. But I feel like a lot of that got pinned on Gabe Kapler. I mean, they, they, could, yeah. have made, they could have made some marginal moves to have a little bit of a better record. What, like 86 and you know, whatever the math is there, and it's too early for me. But <laughs> you know, they they could have they could have achieved eighty six wins or something like that. Would that make the situation better? No, no, I, I don't mean, think so. So technically, the approach they ended up taking was 
the right approach, even though it feels like the worst approach. Uh, and Ryan, do you think Klentak's still lucky to be there? Because that was Kapler's guy. You know, they got rid of Sandberg, who wasn't doing a, a bad job for uh, for Gabe Kapler. Klentak's man, uh, he was backing him all the way to the very end. Uh, Middleton came in and got rid of him. That puts Klentak under a little bit of pressure to get this one right. If he doesn't get this right, he has to go. He has to be next, doesn't he? It puts Klentak under pressure to get this one right, but it also makes me question whether this decision will be Klentak's. Because at the end of the day, if Klentak hired Kapler or was instrumental in the hiring of Kapler and then backed him even after the two years that we've just seen, if that manager's now gone, does he actually have the power that he needs to do the GM role sufficiently? And really, the interview yesterday, if anyone managed to get through the full hour without sort of gouging their own eyes out, um, <laughs> really, it rang alarm bells mainly about John Middleton. Um, I don't want to <laughs> be negative towards any one person and throw one person under the bus because that isn't who I am. And this is an organization and a team of people and everyone to some degree is responsible for the place that that organization is in. But I am concerned slightly having seen that because is John Middleton an owner that is arguably exerting too much influence right now? And does he, is he, is he qualified as a, as a baseball decision maker over and beyond over and above the GM that he hired. I really don't understand well, it, it, the dynamics of what happened yesterday, if I'm it, honest. It, it certainly comes across as Middleton's running the show, doesn't it? You know, he, he was behind the Male, the Male sacking. He was behind, ultimately, well, people say Harper coming in, behind the Kapler uh, sacking. Alex, would, would you go with that? Middleton is, seems coming across as if he's running the show, isn't he? So what he said yesterday was that you know, as as the owner, as the CEO, he makes big decisions. And you know, the the Maley firing that was a pretty big decision at that point. Somebody somebody had to go. Mm. Um, you know, the Kapler firing. He said that he had to be sure that he was going to see a different result next year. And if he wasn't absolutely positive that he was going to see a different result, he didn't want Kapler around. So there was obviously a little bit of doubt there, which I understand. If you doubt your manager, then why would you go into another season with him? heading up your operation. Yeah. Uh, he also mentioned the, the Harper signing. You know, of course he's going to have influence in that. He, it's sure. $330 million of his money. Mm. You know, like, but then he, he also mentioned that, like, if they're going to go out and sign a relief pitcher, like some, you know, $4 million relief pitcher, he doesn't want any part in that dealing. He doesn't call the shots there. That's up to the analytics department. That's up to Matt Klentak. That's up to the guys that are building the team. But when it comes to the big decisions, he wants say in it because that, in a company, in a business company, that's the CEO's sure. job. He gets the final say. What What do we think next for Gabe Kapler? There's some talker he may go oh. back to the... He may go he's to coming the on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I texted him yesterday and I, I, I just wanted to thank him and all that for everything that he did for me personally. Mm. Um, and I told him... Uh, that he no matter where he goes he's he's going to be successful he's going to his managerial career will blossom with the right team i think uh just yeah, because i agree he's people like to say that he wasn't very good at relating with the media but when it comes to myself what seriously to, i thought yeah. he was outstanding when he came to the media like he and always am, said what was I'm, on his mind he's I'm very honest very frank proof of that 
because yeah. he he re- he reached out to me or- originally to thank me for my work, which was something he did not have to do. Yeah. And it's, you know, that means the world to somebody like me. And, you know, and he did that for, for some of my coworkers as well, which, it, you know, it's it's incomparable. It's really fantastic of him to do something like that. And it shows that he cares. Uh, and he really does. I believe that he does. So I think wherever he goes, he will succeed. Uh, uh, I, I hope so as well. I, I generally hope so. Me and too. I, think, I, I think a team will take a, a pun on him and, and his approach. They might shift completely to what they do now and go to that analytic approach and and back him, you know, give him, say, look, you've got a few years here, actually. Build the team you want to build on the numbers that you have. Get your team in and then show us what you can do. I think he will, he will learn from his mistakes as well. He has made some mistakes, but he will learn from those. He's a clever, clever man. I, I just want to say on that, Dave, and you've touched on something important. You know, if Gabe is going to be successful somewhere and and the future of what happens with the Phillies may actually show us that he was somewhat successful with the cards that he was dealt with the Phillies, by the way, which is what Alex has already touched on. There's a very real chance that the next manager doesn't do as well. That could happen. And then we may look back on this period and say, whoa, <laughs> OK, uh-huh. but the, if Gabe is going to have true success, the whole organization has to be in cohesion around a certain model. And you just touched on that, Dave, which is spot on. You know, Gabe makes analytical decisions with his in-game management and with his roster construction, but the Phillies are not going to stop making analytical decisions in the front office. You know, Klentak is still in post. They've gone down this route of analytics. And what worries me more than the firing and what worries me more than the potential sort of press on Klentak's role and how much influence he's having with Middleton is that we have to find as an organization, how far do we want to go with our analytically driven model? And are we all on the same hinge sheet? Now, there's a difference between analytics in game and analytics in the front office. Analytics is always gonna power a front office in modern baseball, unless your organization is so far buried in the sand that you've you've completely missed the boat, like, unless that is the case. So there's always gonna be a degree of it, but, we really have to decide now where this organization is going. Yeah, and, and fast as well. And Together Middleton as a team, you know? Yeah. Middleton mentioned that yesterday. He said yeah. he recognizes that all of the teams in the postseason right now are an- analytically driven teams with, you know, departments 50 to 100% larger than ours, or 50 to 100% yeah. larger than ours, which is, you know, those are big market teams, yes, but so are we. The Phillies are a big market sure. team. I mean, you can have an analytically driven front office, but have a manager that doesn't necessarily make in-game analytically driven. I mean, Gabe was very not. I don't want to say Gabe was one-dimensional because he wasn't, but Gabe Gabe has his theories and he is very much entrenched in those theories. And I respect that. You know, that's a man who believes in something and shows in his product that he believes in something, and that is absolutely right. fine. But you can still use analytics, but say, actually, we do want a manager that sort of blends the two schools. We do want a manager that makes the players feel perhaps a little bit more loved. Maybe sometimes the players want that traditional voice around the ballpark because they are humans after all. And if they they feel like they're just a, a statistic at times, perhaps that does affect them. So I'm sure John Middleton, to his credit, will have had these sorts of conversations with the Phillies players. Yeah, well, but... they 
they really have to make sure they pick the right guy as as the replacement because like you said if if somebody else comes in and does you know just as bad with the resources granted it's due to be a fully complete team next year uh you know if somebody comes in and 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 does poorly i mean they have to be sure they're getting the right guy they and they have to know that they have a shot at whoever their top choice is because i mean most of the managerial slots are looking pretty clear cut. I mean, Girardi mm. looks pretty, pretty clear for, you know, the Cubs or the Mets and uh, Joe Madden looks pretty clear cut for the angels. So that leaves you with what Buck Showalter. Um, well, 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 Alex, you know. we'll, 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 we'll touch on the candidates very shortly. <laughs> right. we will, yes, we, yeah, will. we will touch on that very <laughs> shortly. I just want to go back to the press conference quickly. I watched, I watched it all this morning. I didn't realize it was an hour long of, of, Oh, I I rather watch paint dry. It was it was just nothing from it. it, it even Matt Clentak didn't look like he wanted to be there. Or no, McHale half the time. They 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 all look. It was it was awkward watching it. Was quite awkward. I I was looking at Clentak thinking, did you know? It was was it even briefed even before this 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 interview this conference? Um, Clentak saying wins matter. September baseball matters. He gets why. He gets why it was sacked, but still backed him captain to the high hill. Middleton, um, his quote, we're going to be looking for someone who can appreciate the organisation that we have and the culture that's been developed here and embrace that and obviously put their own spin on it. Um, yeah, it was just, it's all pretty much obvious stuff, wasn't it? It was, mm. it was just nothing, I don't know, every time I listen to McPhail talk, I'm like... I know. Just, Come on, fills me with no confidence. There was no cohesion to it, was there? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to drive at. These are the three men that should be working together as a team, pulling. They may have different ideas, and that's positive. People should have different ideas, but they should be on the same page. In a in an hour long, there should be some cohesion. <laughs> yeah. Um. All in all, the Phillies have a very busy off season. With new manager, new coaches, new players, uh, yep. and and securing <laughs> securing JT is quite uh, an important issue as well, which they're going to have to do this summer. Um, so let's uh, let's see what you guys said on Facebook and Twitter. We have put it. I put it out there the other day, and uh, plenty of you have got in touch. <laughs> Drew Ashurst says. Uh, the young and up and coming coach who took over the hitting seems to have a bright future. Um, Martha Gabal says it's a shame but had to be done too bad they didn't get many pitching to help though see a lot of the fans actually I thought it would be all Kapler good 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 but there was a lot of fans coming up saying Kapler like you said earlier on he did what he could with the hand he had you know uh, Reese Lightning says uh, anyone but Buck Showalter Um, Jeffrey Branch says I never disliked Kapler uh, as he was set up as he was set up as the organization full guy as for who I want with to replace him Joe Madden or Joe Girardi Joe Girardi is pretty much top of everyone's list or, list, or Joe Madden uh, Tamara says Madden if it's Girardi I've told my Yankees for, uh, I'm not going to read to finish that one uh, um, <laughs> yeah I'm not finishing that. that 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 turned dramatically at the end I'm glad I stopped this off there <laughs> <laughs> Censored. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was close. Um, I'll read it later. <laughs> yeah, read it. Read it on the thread later. It's, it's, uh, it's from 
<laughs> yeah, Samara. Yeah, I can't finish that. <laughs> it's funny, but I can't finish it. Uh, Terence says, someone with a good baseball mind. Uh, I don't need the splashy big name, but someone who isn't trying to get cute with the lineup and changes or relief pitching. Uh, it's just nearly all Girardi, James P. Kane, Girardi. Anyone not Girardi? Anyone more Madden? Good luck. Girardi, <laughs> uh, Girardi, Madden. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we get... Yes, uh, Brian Baller says, wouldn't be surprised if you get Buck Showalter. A lot of people saying that as well. I don't know about that. Shoshosa. He reminds me of my friend's dad. I don't mind. He, he's got a quite, he's got like a, a cute, he actually does remind me actually of my friend's dad. That is a true story. I don't just mean like a generic friend's dad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're going to have a chat about it. Um, I kind of don't mind the idea of Buck Showalter because he, he seems to be quite an open-minded traditionalist to mm. me. Um, he's, he, he talks in a sensible manner and he's not sort of... He might be a nice blend between the two schools um, if we were going to go in a slightly different direction. Um, I certainly don't think he's an anal- analytical sort, but he, well, he, he may just have the right tone to at least appease the front office. Is what well, I'm driving at. I'll tell you what, I'll go through the contenders and we'll do the pros and cons for, for the contenders and who we'd like. The, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people say the Phillies aren't the most attractive choice compared to the Cubs and the Mets. We're not oh, as ready. But on the other hand, I, I agree with that. It's, that is it's rubbish. Come on. I can't, believe people, I can't believe people think that is something that actually... I mean, when you, when you look at the Padres or you look at the, uh, you know, the Rays or anybody, that... Yes, that makes a difference when you have such a pipeline of players due to come up. And, you know, you, there's obvious future in the team. But are you kidding me? The excuse saying that we have, you know, that, that it's a pile of trash and that, you know, you would miss out on the chance to manage one of the decade's greatest players. Mm. That you would miss out on the chance to, you know, have to not worry about the catcher that you have to sign. Like, yeah. that, that is such a big part of the game. Like. It's a. We'll talk about it, but it's it's a. The one crap. the one biggest plus is the the money on the new manager does not affect the luxury tax. So we so we can get that checkbook out and we can we can give we can give them whatever they want. Not only that, but they get to choose their own hitting and pitching coach, and that could be quite right. a lure for any new manager. Um, yep. I thought that was pretty common in baseball. I, I know over here in soccer, uh, once the manager goes, his whole coaching staff goes, and they usually a team that go to different clubs together. Um, I didn't realize it wasn't so much in baseball, but it's, it's an attractive, it's an attractive option to be able to pick your own team. You know, your own you, you really is. arguably of your most important. I know your bench coach is important, but hitting and pitching coach mm. is just as important. They're going to get the choice of that as well. And possibly other coaches. I know we've, we've re-signed other coaches, but the new manager comes in like Gerardi and says, like, actually, I want my guy in charge of doing what he's doing. Then the fields will pay him off and, get the new guy in um so let's go through the content let's go through the first one uh a couple well it emerged that kurt schilling put put his name forward (laughs) i don't even want to talk about it he's not on the list come on like i i hope i hope he's not even considered he he can't be can he surely he can't be he can't be given an interview if he is given an interview i don't know what i'll do i just especially as as a as a philly fan of hebrew faith uh it it uh it hurts to see his name 
brought up. Can I mean, we? Th- Bob Nightingale just needs to go somewhere far away. I mean, that, yeah. To to even bring that up, I think is 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 a miserable thing to do. For those for those maybe who don't know the story, for those in the UK and watching and listening who don't quite know the backstory behind this, could you just quickly fill fill those people in, Alex? Uh, Kurt Schilling is, if you know the story of Lenny Dykstra, uh, who has managed to go completely insane since the parting from the Phillies, um, Kurt Schilling is essentially a white nationalist, uh, and he's incredibly racist and anti-Semitic, uh, and is just not a good person. He was a, a brilliant pitcher, uh, in, in baseball. He, uh, you know, hopefully won't be a Hall of Famer, but he has he's getting closer and closer but um yeah he, he's he's a horrible person uh he's made multitudes of comments on social media and even on live television and radio um that are just not appropriate yeah and he's 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 an awful human being and it, it'll be a complete no it'll be a complete insult to Kaplan if they sacked him and got and even interviewed someone like this man it's um, yeah, but we'll even. quick we'll quickly move on from that to the to the serious contenders. First off, Dusty Baker, uh, mm. seventy years old, three thousand five hundred games in charge. He won one thousand eight hundred and sixty three of those. He lost one thousand six hundred and thirty six of those. A winning percentage of point five three two. One pennant with the Nationals and the Giants. Uh, so, Dusty Baker, what do you reckon, guys? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. Uh, you know, Dusty got a lot of flack for his his uh, pitching use in Chicago. Uh, you know, when he had Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor and guys like that. Um, but he also was the you know he was up ahead of one of the the greatest rotations of this de- decade in in Scherzer, mm. Strasburg. Uh, I got it. Hold on, Roark, and there's one more that I'm missing. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, you know, he, he, he has been in charge of some really, really good teams. I mean, his, his two years that he was with the, with the Nationals, he, uh, I think he won like 190 games. Until yeah, and a, and a pennant. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, and he, he brought them into the playoffs twice. I mean, you know, and obviously I don't have the, the, the statistics and things in front of me, but, you know, it, he's, he's a really, really good option. He's definitely a legitimate option. Uh, he also has links with McPhail from when they were uh, with the Cubs. So I know that that's why he's been connected. So I, I wouldn't mind it. I actually like the idea of Dusty Baker for sure. Yeah. Ryan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you don't, as I said earlier, the two things are different. You can, the front office can continue to do its work in an analytically driven manner. Even if someone like Dusty Baker is skeptical of how that links into in-game management, he doesn't. He doesn't need to necessarily say, "Oh, I'm pulling Aranola, even though he's used 80 pitches because I need to get a lefty to face a lefty." He doesn't need to do that. The the research on whether that is beneficial or not is sketchy anyway, to mm. say the least. So that's situational managing, and the Phillies can can sure they can hire Baker. He's a good manager. Excellent. I said yep. yes for Dusty Baker. We'll we'll let Middleton know yeah. that we we approve of that one. Um, <laughs> interesting one. Um, I can't see it happening. But Joe, is it Joe Espada, the Astros bench coach? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. been linked. Now I don't know much about this guy. I don't know if you guys do. Would Would you um, see him a, a fit here? <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's he's um he's got a good reputation, and I I know that uh, the Astros especially hold him very high in terms of uh, regard. Uh, so. 
I definitely don't mind it. I would like somebody. I think they're going to go with somebody with a little more experience mm. managerially, like a head of the ship, uh, kind of kind of role. But I I could see it. Uh, he'll he'll definitely get a shot. Uh, we got uh, John Farrell, fifty-seven years old. Oh, uh, oh, hold on, Alex. Games uh, one thousand one hundred thirty-four in charge. He won five hundred eighty-six, lost five hundred forty-eight. A win percentage of five one seven. A World Series with the Red Sox. Um, Alex, you've got your uh, doubts over that one. Yeah, uh, there's a reason that he, you know didn't stay with the Red Sox is all I, all I'll say. Um, he's definitely, if you're looking for a, uh, uh, I mean, maybe his approach has changed, but if you're looking for a real gut feel manager, uh, that's probably the way you would go. Uh, mm. I'm not a very big Farrell fan at all, uh, but you know, it, it's, it could work out. It depends. I mean, I don't, he's not my ideal choice, but you know, Maybe. <laughs> a maybe. Should we put a maybe in the middle there? Ryan, sure. anything to add on that? I'm not entirely against it. I mean, personally, I would like someone who is probably a little, not softer. I want someone who's authoritative, but probably a little softer spoken and perhaps can balance the front office with the with the other side of things a little differently. You know, the fans obviously have a bit of a... They have a want for some traditionalism as well. And I think balancing the two is important right now. So we'll put a meh for, for Joe Farrell. Mm. Just a meh. Yeah, it doesn't does. excite me. It, yeah. it doesn't excite me. All right, then. Joe Girardi, 54 years old, 1,782 games in charge, 998 <laughs> wins, 794 losses, a win percentage of 554 World Series winners with the Yankees in uh, 2009, also manager of the year. Favorite with the majority of the fans. He's favorite to go to the Cubs or the Mets. But for you guys, should we go all out and get Girardi? Is he top of the list? For me personally, yes. Uh, just because he, he feels like the best option on the market in general. Um, I mean, he has a brilliant baseball mind. And he was he is known for standing up for his players when he has to. Uh, so he'll obviously get in their face and he'll hold hold them accountable, which is something that people didn't like so much about Gabe. And mm. uh, you know, Girardi to me is just he's a, he's a clear cut manager. He is very good at what he does, and I'm very surprised that he's not currently with the team. Uh, and I was also very surprised when he took his TV position, but now. He uh, is due to come back, and I think he's he's going to be really successful wherever he goes. But that said, I do think the uh, the Cubs are definitely in more of a pressing situation. In is, terms is, of... is he is he in? He's from Illinois, isn't he? Originally, just outside of Chicago, I, I believe. I believe I, I heard he's, he's he from the be. area, which is why he's well, it, that it'll be, be like a story for him to go back there and sure as he's, he's, he's also... brought up. You know, they're in a really, they have a small window, a very small window, weak farm system, crazy payroll. I mean, they are, their time to compete is closing. Uh, so they'll, they're in more need than we are, uh, as weird as that is to say. And, and the Mets, you know, he loves New York. So yeah, maybe I don't see him going to the Mets. I see the Mets looking at maybe Carlos Beltran, I think would be a really great candidate for them. But, uh, you know, if we can get Girardi, I think he's the best option on the market. So, I'd absolutely, love it. yeah, he's he's my number one favorite. Ryan, 
I think I think he'd be smart to choose Philly. I, there, I'm not just saying that as a Phillies fan. I, he was a Yankees manager. If he, if he takes the Mets position, I think that comes with, yes, you could say, oh, he loves New York and that's why he's done it. I think that it doesn't taint his time with the Yankees. He was an excellent Yankees manager, but I do think there'd be an element of half of New York thinking, oh, I'm not that keen on that. And you know I'm what? Philly, Philly's fiery. Like The Yankees are some of the most passionate fans in baseball. Phillies, I know the Cubs is a great ball club, but the Phillies have that New York East Coast. This is passion. This passion. is like he can, and yeah. he can take that criticism. He can. He's going to get criticised. Even Joe Girardi, if he starts losing games, he's going to get some heat, and he can deal am, with that. You know. Yes, he can. But I am also sure that the uh, you know those who watched the Yankees in two thousand nine would not exactly love seeing Joe Girardi in red pinstripes. Not true. So, True. Sure. Like about we'll see. But, sure. And I may know. just be dreaming a little, but I think the fit for him, he is a smart baseball nine. I think the Phillies of the three clubs you've mentioned, the Phillies are they're almost in the best position of those three ball clubs. If we're saying what can you do in the next four to five years, and it might not be immediate, but when you're coming into a club and you got Bryce Harper and JT Realmuto on the lineup sheet straight away, and those guys are only twenty six years old. And the offense is pretty mm. down around them anyway. I don't. How much does this Phillies pro ball club really have to do to go from 500 to 10 games over 500? Yeah, but it's all, about, it's all about playoffs, though, isn't it? It's all about September, October baseball. Yeah, but the Nationals only finished 12 games above <laughs> the Phillies, and they're probably going to the World Series. So we're talking about winning 10 to 15 more games. That's the job. Well, we're talking about winning really like. Well, yes, fifteen more games, but we're talking. We're talking about we want to pass the Braves. We we want to. <laughs> you want to know? No, 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 no. We want to. We want to win the division. I I, I don't mm. care what anybody says. It's now. It's about winning the division. Now it's about having a clear cut spot in the playoffs because this year we were supposed to try and win the division, and we didn't. So now it's about winning the division. Now it's about getting to a World Series. And you know what? We have. A very unique position because the Braves and Nationals, I don't want to get off topic here, Braves and Nationals have an immense amount of holes popping up to free agency. Their free well, well, the, well the, the Nats could, couldn't they? This could be well, their last the Nationals, hurrah, couldn't it? Really? The Nationals need, if Rendon they need and... a first baseman, they need a second baseman, they need a third baseman, they need maybe a right fielder if they let Eaton go, they need a catcher, they pitcher need if she at least goes. two more pitchers. Well, Strasburg, if, yeah, Strasburg goes, aren't they? Yeah, Strasburg. they need a whole bullpen. I mean, that's crazy. The Braves need a third baseman. They need a right fielder because of Marquecas. They need a catcher. They need a whole bunch of pitching help unless they're planning to go back in with prospects. They need a whole bunch of bullpen help. I mean, we're looking at these guys. These two teams have to have immensely good mm. off seasons if they're going to try and maintain their winning pace. And the Phillies will, after the season ends and the free agents are, you know, everything is figured out. The Phillies will have the most complete team in the East, pretty much. That's not. I mean, actually, the Mets. The you Mets you are so po- you are so positive. I love this guy. No, it's, I, it's, even, it's, I, it's, <laughs> the, it's the most complete, just roster wise. It's the most filled out team. That, uh, the Mets arguably have a more filled out roster than the Phillies do because of rotation wise. But I mean, the when you look at it just that way, both of those teams have to have a lot of things break right in this offseason in order to make 
to maintain their success. I certainly agree with the Nationals. I think the Braves are still pretty strong. I mean, if, if, if the lineup's got Freeman and Acuna ready to go, like, straight away, then that's... That's well, an Free- offense. Free- the Freeman's off. off. Isn't Freeman in free agency, or is it something around no. Freeman? That's not. He's, not he's, right the- I just he, he got I, hurt. Apparently, I think the Braves are pretty strong. I, I have to be honest. I think the Braves are in a pretty decent position, even if they have to add to the lineup with some holes. If Acuna and Freeman are right there in the meat of the lineup, and they do have a lot of pitching depth, I think the Braves are pretty well set up to be very competitive for the next few years. Yes, I, I agree with you, but things have to go right this offseason is what I'm saying. They don't Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna cut Saharon loose, if they're losing Dallas Keuchel, Mark is, pitching, they they, oh, they just bring up Bryce Wilson. I mean Max Fried can start. It's not really a problem. I mean, they're gonna be fine. That's like us starting with Vince Velasquez and Nick Pavetta. Mm. Bryce Wilson was horrible in the majors. So he was won't, Kyle you know. Yeah. I love the discussion. I love <laughs> this. Slightly going off. I do just want to say, you know, that's the mindset that we came into this year. Sure. That I didn't pay off. That, it's, that's not how that works. I mean, Kyle Wright blew up. Bryce Wilson blew up. Ian Anderson is terrifying, but who knows? I mean, yeah. you're, you're, we're talking about, yes, they have pitching depth, but yeah. as we've learned, you can't rely on that purely based no, on we can get a sign pitcher from the free agency pool but the Braves can do the same as well but they right. but the Braves can do the same but then also say well we've got Max Free, Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, Tuki Tucson, all sure. these guys and, and so then they've got free agent additions plus a load of young guys that could come good. All right, guys, let's rate let's rein it in from uh, I knew I knew it would happen. I, I could have put money on this. <laughs> I could have put money on us diverging off to the Braves. Have you have you scared Alex yeah, off? Well. Where's he gone? No, I'll be right back. I just oh, okay. I'm I'm on a short time limit. <laughs> okay, we're doing done. Right, it's wrap up. Joe Madden was next up. 65 years old. 2,321 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, a winning percentage of 519. World Series, of course, with the Cubs. Two pennants with the Cubs and the Rays. Three managers of the year. On paper, this guy is, is again another top candidate, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he really is. Um, and you know, while I'm not his biggest fan, I think that uh, because you know he he used to be ahead of the game anal- analytically. Uh, he was once one of those guys that people would look at and say, "Oh man, he's so bold. Oh man, he's so you know so analytically analytically driven. He makes really smart decisions." But that was ten years ago. I mean, now the league has caught up with him. He's really not as advanced as he once was. Um, but that said, he is one of the best names on the market, uh, which is why I still I, I grapple with this firing capital decision because the, the manager market isn't that vast. The, there's no names that really, you know, aside from maybe Girardi, uh, there's no names that really like pop out to me, but you know, Madden's one of those. If you didn't like Gabe Kapler, you're probably not gonna like Joe Madden. That's that's my theory, but and and uh, Showalter and Buck Showalter and Mike Shoshosa also in the, the, the discussions, certainly. Scotia's uh... a no for me, yeah, so straight no, straight no, because yeah, straight no. I think I think that would be a big step back. Actually, he's been because... he's been angels, hasn't he, all his career? Yep. On the World he, uh, Series, he's uh, he's just very um, bullheaded. He's 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 
you know, he does what he wants to do and when he wants to do it, uh, there's really no convincing him. And I don't think he's a very good collaborator. A manager needs to be a really good collaborator. And I just don't, I don't think he's the, he doesn't fit the org. He's not the right choice. He's just not. And what about yeah. Dusty? What about Dusty? Dusty Waffen? Mm. I'm, yeah, I, I actually really like Dusty Waffen. I, I like the idea of Dusty Waffen. Um, I know people would probably rather a little more um, recent experience, but uh, that said, I, I really do like the idea of him at least getting an interview um, and definitely, you know, giving him a shot, perhaps. I, I, I really, I like that idea for sure. But, uh, but surely after, because he hasn't managed before, has he, has Dusty? Uh, I don't and, think so. And, and sure, I, I, after yeah, what happened with Gabe, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to focus on more of an experienced manager than an unknown. Because yeah. it would be a big gamble, when, especially as we're meant to be 2020s a year, we're meant to be really contending and trying to win that division. I, I think right. that it could like be a gamble, but we have to be careful as well that as fans and as an organization that we don't say, well, our last manager didn't have any experience and that didn't go well. Therefore, that means that no oh. future manager can come in who doesn't have experience and do well because we're just looking at one random speck in the history of the Phillies, you know, and that could be any old speck. You could take any manager and discuss that. Um, can I just say I'm, I'm putting my vote in for, well, Girardi ideally, but I don't think it's going to happen. Realistically, my vote goes in for Bookshow Walter. Go and get the guy. Experienced and well-spoken. And I, I get a good feeling from that guy. My vote is for Bookshow Walter. Come at me. Hate me in the comments on the new <laughs> website. No. Thank you very much. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if we say no to not say no, but if we if we don't get Girardi, I think I agree with you. Um, I think you know Showalter has a really good reputation for quick turnarounds, um, and for you know making for for because you know he with that Orioles team in what was it fourteen fifteen I can't remember fourteen um, uh, well, when they made the playoffs. Like yeah, well, you know, yeah, they, they weren't the strongest team in the whole world. And, you know, he got to bring Manny up. And he he has this reputation for being able to take a team, learning it quickly, and turning them around. And Which is exactly for, what we need. Right. And if we're looking for, you know, a guy for, I don't know how long we're going to keep this current manager or how long we're going to, you know. But if we make the playoffs next year and then after that, you know continue on from there if we make the World Series, if we do this, if we do that, like, you know, mm. feel it out. And he, he doesn't have to be the permanent guy, but I do like him in the position that we're in right now in terms yeah. of a quick turnaround, in terms of a semi-old school guy that also has an open mind that will listen to the analytic departments and things like that. I like the idea. I definitely do. Uh, he, he, has he been Orals his whole career as well? I don't no, I don't think believe so. I'm just double checking. Yeah, so was I. I know he's he's got a winning percent record of five oh six out of three thousand and sixty nine well, games in that charge. Was also, that was really skewed by uh, what was it last year when he went forty seven and one something. Can't remember. Ah, uh, um, I had his stats and I've lost. Yeah. When the poor guy had like Chris Davis hitting like one twenty or something. <laughs> Um, okay, so no, he 
he's managed a few teams. He, he, he managed the Yankees, the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, and then his longest stint was at the Orioles. I Where forgot it, about the Yankees. I forgot about Buck Showalter's Yankees. That's funny. And he's he's had three managers of the years as well awards. Yes, he's which he's is very which good. Is some going. It's the best. It's, that's good. more than anybody else. You I don't know a lot. I don't, like, I don't know a lot about Buck, so I'm, I'm relying on you two on this one. He to me feels like well, like I said, the reason that he has so many managers of the year awards is because he's come into other clubs and he's turned them around so vastly that you know people are impressed. And I think. If I'm looking at this market and I take Joe Girardi off the board because, you know, he's Joe wow. Girardi and he's he's going to go he's going to go to a, a supreme, like obvious, you know, these guys have to make the World Series now or they bust kind of. Deal. Yeah, I think I think he's yeah. off the board kind of for us. But and there's been nobody linking him to us. But uh, I think Showalter seems like the most obvious pick, but also yeah. seems like the, the best option. Yeah, um, and I think Madden's off the board as well. For exactly the reason you said, because I feel like they're scared that if they bring Madden in, people are going to say, "Well, this is just an older version of Gabe Kapler," and now I'm and annoyed. Also, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's so he's so directly linked to the Angels that I I feel like it's a no contest at this point. Yeah, so, and, and like you said, Alex, Phillies need a quick fix. Phillies are wanting to contend now. You know, it's they've built it up to now. Also. Um, if oh, you look, look at this. We're in Vermont. The beautiful, oh, look. <laughs> beautiful flag. Look at this. Look at this, viewers. I was listening on the podcast version. I'm just like, what are these oh, guys yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, so... yeah. <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, uh, Alex is uh, walking us down the street in Vermont, which looks very nice. Oh, it's gorgeous here. It's really pretty. Oh, let me figure out if I can turn the camera. Oh, Check this, this is... out. Oh, look. Look at those UK viewers. I live in the New Forest. We get some, we get some beautiful scenery uh, where I live. But um, I do love the American scenery. I really do. But we've got well stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I think we've wrapped Just it up. To show so, everyone why I'm not on camera. It's fine. No, it's fine, Alex. It's fine. Um, quick, very quickly, Arizona full players. Uh, um, who's yeah. who, who's catching your eyes, guys, out there? There's Alex Bohm, I know, is starting to... And Spencer Howard are two players which are really looking good. Uh, don't forget about my man, Connor Siebel, who is absolutely destroying. Uh, I would need to pull up the statistics. I think it's... I just tweeted about it. I think he's logged... What is it? 15.2 innings. Uh, he's struck out, like, 22 or something of the sort. And he has... A, he's given up one earned run. Whew. A, sing, a single earned run. Uh, what's important to note about him, I'm actually interviewing him in a couple days. Um, he has changed his delivery. He, he got a lot of, if you guys remember Bronson Arroyo, he got a lot of Bronson Arroyo comparisons when he was a uh, younger prospect. And then he got hurt and he changed his delivery, bumped some velocity, and now he is kind of, he, he's, he's throwing a lot more heat but he's also got this horrifically good slider that uh, it's it's nigh unhittable. Uh, so he's definitely one to watch. Right now he's like Pipeline's number 30 prospect, which shows how mm. much they know about our prospect system. Um, but he's definitely higher, uh, so don't worry about that. But he, he'll be due to start in AAA, as will Spencer Howard, who is also killing it. He has like a 3.14 ERA. Uh, He's, he's nailing it. Change-up looks amazing. Curve looks 
a lot better than I remember it. Uh, and the fastball, he his last start, he sat 96 to 98, which is, you know, typical. He's also, remember, it's the Arizona Fall League. He's not hmm. going full out. Uh, so, And we should see our first... Mind. We should see our first glimpse of these guys uh, in spring, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. They should get the invite, as should Alec Bohm, who is also – he's still batting in the 300s, hit his first home run. Moniak started slow, didn't he? He's, he's starting yeah, to warm up, he's, he's I've seen. slow, but he's, he's four for his last eight, so I'm not particularly worried. Um, as well as uh, Jojo Romero started slow, but he just pitched another scoreless inning last night. Um, he's got like a one point. Sorry if you guys can hear the cars coming. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he's got a uh, he's got a 1.08 ERA, I believe, uh, over 8.2 innings, which is you know I think that's I can't remember, but he he's also killing it. Uh, so it's good. It's all good news from the Arizona Fall League. So that's exciting. Perfect. Well, guys, thank you very much. I'm sure when the Phillies do announce the new manager. Uh, we will pull on an emergency podcast and get that one yes, out nice. there quickly. Um, like I said, guys, look out for the tweet where we uh, launched the website. It's hopefully coming Monday where we are at Ryan's thumbs up. Oh, Alex has come to say goodbye. Oh, we've all okay. thumbs up. Oh, oh, lovely. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely stuff, guys. Thank you for listening and for watching. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on when the Phillies announce a new manager, hopefully some new coaches. And, and we'll know who's hit free agency by then as well, hopefully. So, uh, again, plenty to discuss and talk about. But uh, in the meantime, guys, have a great weekend. Talk soon. Ring, Ring the bell, guys. A real pleasure. Let's go.